Blessings, blessings, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. How is everyone doing? Amen. I share some feedback today again. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Prophet Green, can you hear me? I can hear you, woman of God. We are live. We are live and we are we back are, in action. <laughs> we are live and there is a strong echo that is going on. Amen. Hallelujah. I have no idea what that echo is, but we are not going to allow that to stop us today. Amen. 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 Well, you know what, Apostle? I, I don't hear the echo, so I guess that's on you oh, all. I'm I don't hear. I, I just received a text that said it sounds good now. Amen. 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 So I'm so blessed man, today. We have um, Prophet Green with us today. Amen. And we are we we know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all whatever is going on in the sound today. Amen. Mm -hmm. Let's just pray over the prophet Green. Can you just pray over this technology right now? Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we know that you are in the sound. You are the technology, God. And we ask you right now to stretch your hands over these airways and let your message come forth and let it come forth with clarity, God. We ask you to take the sound, take this where it needs to go, take it into the earth, take it into the hearts of man. And Lord, we speak right now that there will be peace amongst this system and all things will be flowing normally and properly. And God, we thank you for it in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So I pray that it is all well. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we're getting a thumbs up. Amen. So we bless God for that. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So today I'm so excited. Prophetic Impact is so excited to be with you today. Amen. Prophet Green and myself, amen. We are looking for God to do something so supernaturally in the midst, amen. We have a topic that we are coming with you today. We're gonna to be talking about hurting prophets and we're gonna also be talking about the pitfalls of the prophet, of the prophetic, amen. Mm -hmm. So um, we've been, we didn't, we're gonna ask right now that you would take this time and that you would share, that you would share Amen. Um, that you will subscribe if you're you're on YouTube. Amen. That you will like. Amen. Our prophetic impact page. Amen. We're just real. We're just going to be who we are in the name of Jesus. And so again, we're going to ask that you would take this time and that you will begin um, to share. We thank you so much. Um, for joining us this evening, this afternoon at 12 o'clock. We will be back again at um, 7.30 um, p.m. Amen. So Prophet Green, we got a very interesting topic today. We're talking about hurting prophets, hurting prophets. Yes. It was something that God laid on your heart. So I'm just gonna ask that you would just lead the way, amen. Um, and I'm just gonna follow, jump in there. And then we're going to talk about the pitfalls of the prophetic if we get there today. But again, we'll be back again tonight at 730. So Prophet Green, go ahead and talk to us. Well, you know, here's the thing, Apostle. A lot of prophets, a lot of times are ministering from a hurt place. And a lot of times they don't realize that they are ministering from that hurt place. And a lot of times prophets that I'm, I'm finding out that, you know, just even with myself, even in the conversations that I, I've had in different groups, even with myself, sometimes I find myself ministering from a hurt place. And when the prophets hurt, then the message comes out contaminated because now you're going to miss your you're going to mix your emotion into God's um, message. And, and let, let me give you some examples of that, Apostle. It's bad when. When you're hurting on the inside and you're either hurting from rejection, you're either hurting because somebody came against you or somebody didn't understand your character. They didn't understand your 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 um your flow uh, or how the gift operates in your belly. So when you get in these different in, in these different environments, like you could go and be a guest speaker with somebody and somebody could show up that you've had a problem with and all of a sudden your guards go up. So now you ministering from a place of guardedness in your prophetic flow, or you could be dealing from that place of rejecting rejection, rejection in your mind to the place to when you begin to minister and you don't even realize that you're you're ministering from a rejected place. And therefore, the flow that comes out your mouth can be a rejected thing. You could be rejecting your own message even before you sow it. So, I mean, it, it, this is a this is a fascinating topic. This is a topic that is very sensitive to me. And then I'm going I'm to I'm send a twist in there. When you have the prophets that are ministering from these hurts, they have to make sure that they don't make make their hurt God's message. And what I mean by that is a lot of times right. when you're hurt, have you ever started telling folk the Lord going to get you because you did this for me? The Lord going to repeat the Lord. Gonna... <laughs> in, in other words, you start becoming a witch and now you declaring curses and you declaring these things on people's lives because you've been afflicted. Because you've been wounded because you're hurt. And I had to realize something a long time ago that God had to show me um, 
that the prophets don't always operate with get with grace and the prophets don't always operate with mercy. And so you have to make sure that your soulish realm is in check and that you don't administer God's authority out of that place. Because if so, you may become one of the, uh, uh, what was it? The she bears came out and ate up the children when they lived your life because he, he the prophet doesn't always operate with grace and mercy. So you have to always make sure that your soulish realm is checked, Apostle. So those are some of the dynamics of what we're going to get into today. So, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because let, let's, let's back it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Amen. And let's look at, you know, why prophets hurt, number one. Mm -hmm. Why do prophets hurt? We know that they are God's people. We know they are either God's ordained mouthpiece on the earth to speak mm -hmm. the counsel of God. Amen. So we know that's what their purpose is. But when we begin to look at, you know, dealing with the hurt, but let's go and look at what causes a prophet to hurt. I know that there's hurt in many ministries and people get hurt. People get wounded. Um, people go through. I understand that. Um, but what causes a prophet to hurt? The truth of the matter is rejection. Rejection is one of the main things that will cause a person, a prophet to hurt because rejection will send a prophet into a cave. Rejection will make a prophet run. Rejection will make a prophet leave his or her consecrated place and don't realize that in that in the midst of that rejection, the prophet can become a backslider. Take Elijah, from example. When he got the report that Jezebel was trying to kill him, he took off running. He took off running, trying to hide from him, but to hide from her. But this is the same prophet that just called down fire from 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 um from what was that Mount Gilead? Mount, Mount Carmel. Mount yeah, from Mount Carmel that came right. down and consumed and, and and ate up a burnt offering. This is the same prophet that sat there and operated in so much power that sealed up the heavens and the earth that it would not rain for the space of three and a half years. Prophets have to be careful that you don't get caught up in your rejection, get caught up in your feelings, because it will make you a backslider, even yet you declaring the work of God. But you'll leave your consecrated place, your consecrated stand, and you would retreat because that's what he did because of rejection. And not only I, I love something that your spiritual mother always that she said. In one of our previous sessions, she said they got to learn how to eat rejection. When you right. don't process rejection, when you don't process hurt, when you don't process your pains, it makes you a runner. And when you run, you give up your grounds. You give up your authority. You give up your consecrated place that God placed in you. Here's the thing. You then deny the power that operates in you. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? Right. But let, let, mm -hmm. let, let, let's let's go go back before before they start. We know they start running. So we know mm -hmm. that you said we're dealing with rejection. So mm -hmm. um, and we all, I believe everybody in life at one point or another, I believe that they end up and they go through some type of rejection. I just believe Amen. that at one point in time Amen. people go through rejection. Mm -hmm. And I also believe that we as you mature and you grow you learn to accept that you're not going to be accepted by everyone 
Exactly. Now we know that I, you know, we were taught, amen, that prophets are despised, hated, rejected, right? So we know that there are things that do come up after a prophet. So, and yes, we have to learn how to eat it. You have to learn how to swallow it, but you have to can continue to do what God has called you to do. And that, and that's where I first want to start at is that mm -hmm. a prophet must know their assignment. And they must be able then to begin to embrace their assignment. Because mm -hmm. when you begin to embrace your assignment, amen, I can, I can hear that feedback, amen. Mm -hmm. So when you begin to embrace your, your assignment, amen, you know that you got to do what God has called you to do and what God has purposed and what God has planned in your life. You got to embrace your assignment. Here's the thing, Apostle. Everybody does not embrace their assignment. Now, 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 with that, with embracing the assignment, I want to, I want, I want to, I want to dive into something here. You can embrace your assignment, but not be confident in the authority working in you. Elisha embraced his assignment. He went forth ministering. He did the things of God. But what made the man a runner? What made him draw back? What made him come to a halting place to where he literally goes and hide? I guess that's, that's the question I'm putting out there. Was Elijah. he tired? Uh-huh. Was he tired? What, what was going on? Because he embraced his assignment. He well, stood well, with folks. Well, <laughs> but remember, though, what was going on is that the prophets were, were being killed. Mm -hmm. The prophets were being, um, the other prophet was putting, being put in caves. Mm -hmm. And remember, because Jezebel and them didn't want the prophet, remember he makes a statement, I alone am the only prophet. And God says, no, you are not the only prophet. So mm -hmm. he got afraid of his assignment. Now, there now was stop right there. So he got afraid of his assignment. But in the midst of being afraid of his assignment, it took him to a place in his mind to where he felt all alone. So the prophet then has to make sure that he or she does not take on an abandonment spirit in their mind or in their right. life. Because then it makes them back off from their assignment and they become backsliders. Because they would abandon their assignment. So, you know, and, and that has happened to many people because they have been hurt. They have felt rejected. They have um, received the criticism. And when they looked at the warfare, because again, when you begin to look at the warfare mm -hmm. with the prophet, the see, a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people want to be prophets. A lot of people want to be apostles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But they don't understand that there is a warfare that comes with that office. And, and, when, and when in the moment you say yes, is the moment you begin to get hit. And okay. it's not like you are fighting these demons that you were fighting when you were an evangelist or if you were a minister or if you were a pastor. I've been a mm -hmm. pastor. They, this is a different type of demonic spirit. Matter of fact, you know, he talks about principalities, powers, rulers, dominion, spiritual mm -hmm. wickedness in high places. So we begin now to really begin to deal with principalities. And uh -huh. remember, it is the principalities that will even get in the way we're caught, we're, we're, that will stop you from hearing what God 
is saying. Now, amen. remember when Daniel prayed, amen, Daniel lift up a prayer for the people, but the prince of Persia withheld the answer. So it's like God is not hearing me because we don't even realize that when you move into this place, there's principalities that get in the way to try to block block your communication with God so that mm -hmm. when God is sending the answer down, you cannot even hear the answer that God is sending until you have to know how to do battles in warfare and know when to release Michael to go after mm -hmm. something. So mm -hmm. then when you feel like you can't hear God, that is another thing that backs you off because you've been speaking things that God mm -hmm. has been saying, but now mm -hmm. you're not hearing anything after what you heard God say, which will cause you also to abandon your assignment and then also face rejection from the people. But see now, here, here's the thing, Apostle. You, you, you said right, a, a, a whole, a, look, a mouthful. Here, here's the thing. When you're having, when you're in the midst of demonstration, and then the demonstration brings on a silence because there's no longer a manifestation after God speaks, then the prophet then has a problem, or, or how can I put it? When the prophet quakes on the inside and becomes fearful. Fearful that God has abandoned me. Where are you, God? And exactly. that's the thing that causes the prophets to, 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 that's a pitfall of the prophet. If the prophet, yeah. um, emotions haven't been checked, if the prophet has not succumbed or has not conquered the battle of the mind. Because the prophetic office is a is 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 is, an, is a battle that occurs in the mind of the prophet. It's always a battle up here. You're always battling with thoughts. You're always battling with emotions. Why? Because that's the second heaven atmosphere. Second heaven atmosphere is in the arena where Satan abides. Satan is always trying to come against what God says, but how he comes against it in the prophet is in his mind and in his spirit and in his emotions. So if you can't silence that, it will make you struggle and be hindered with the well, things of God. Well, remember prophets speak the counsel, the mind of God. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what the enemy will do right away is he will come about and he will combat the mind of a prophet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to bring a prophet into confusion, to bring a prophet feeling like they're because rejection and all that is a, stat a status and a statement of mm -hmm. the mind and heart. Mm -hmm. That is mm -hmm. a place where, you know what, if I know I'm accepted in something, then mm -hmm. you can't reject me. Come on. If I know, if I know who I am and what God called me to in my purpose, and I understand what comes along with that, then I mm -hmm. know that when it comes, I can stand. Paul mm -hmm. talks about stand after, you know, stand after all you have done is stand. Mm -hmm. And the problem is that, again, I think that's key what I just said. If mm -hmm. I know what my assignment is, it is. And I know the warfare that comes along with that assignment that mm -hmm. when I get hit, I know how to get back up and bounce back up. And one of the things about prophetic impact, even when I look at it, because, you know, there's a boxing glove on uh -huh. it. And that means, amen, that when you punch, there's something that's going to come back at you. But mm -hmm. you got to know that the punch that is in you is great enough to make an impact that is going to shatter whatever, mm -hmm. whatever the ceiling is that is um, that is trying to prevent 
um, what God's intentions to come forth. So I'm a fighter. I was born a fighter. My father's a fighter, you know? So I mm -hmm. know that for me, that if you knock me down, I'm going to get back up. I'm mm -hmm. going to, it's in me, it's innate in me. I was birthed in it. I was born as a fighter. So as a prophet of God, amen, when I took a hit, there was a hit. There was always something in me to, to stand back up and, and counteract, go against what was has spoken. And one of the mm -hmm. things with a prophet, I believe they got to know how to pull down strongholds, imaginations, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and Corinthians and bring all that thing into subjection. But prophet green, but when prophets are trying to prophesy with no word. You see, that, that's the thing. You, you, you heard a word, but you have no word. You're receiving a word, but there is no word inside of you because had you had word inside of you, then you would have understood that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. In other words, it, it may take image. It may take shape, but it can have no lasting effect that will linger on you. Had you had word inside of you while you were trying to deliver word, then you could have had a greater anchor in the things of God. But this is where it shows the um, the weakness inside of the prophet. And this is the area where the prophet then has to come into an alignment with God. And, 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 and you know what? Thank you, Lord. It's not where the prophet has to come into an alignment with God. It's where the prophet has to come in, in alignment with the council that is around them so that they can fortify what's on the inside of them and help them to recognize the stronghold that's operating with them. Because this yes. becomes a stronghold. Literally, it becomes a stronghold in the life of the prophet. The Bible says in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So if you come together with the council that governs your belly and governs your life, then they can point out to you the stronghold that operates in you. Growing up, I lived through something, Apostle, and it was this. I always was valuing people's opinions. I always was concerned about how people felt about me or how people thought about me. And it took somebody in my in my uh, my, my high school that I that I graduated out of. She said, I, I want you to get out of living in people's opinions of you. That's not going to be good for you as a prophet. That's not going to be good for you as a man of God, because you right. cannot live in the opinions of other people. When you start living in the opinion of other people, it's going to make you run from what God said to you. Or you won't. not only will you run, but you won't be able to stand in what God says to you. You will falter. And see, these are the areas. This, this, this is where the pitfalls come in. These are the areas that if you don't have your mind processed, if your emotions aren't processed, if your heart isn't processed, if these places aren't checked inside of you, you will fall. You will fall carrying the word of God, yet trying to deliver the word of God. And that's what, that's what we notice a lot of times when prophets are carrying the word. They are falling. They are dropping. Thank you, Lord. They're having miscarriages because when a prophet drops the word, it's a miscarriage. They're well, miscarriage. That's, mm -hmm. that's why Go we ahead. pray that the words don't fall to fall to the ground. And it was significant that that is literally put in scripture that, mm -hmm. you know, Father, keep my word from falling to the ground. 
-hmm. That was really because it's, 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 it's a miscarriage, but it but it only falls when you falter inside here. It falls when you didn't contaminate it with what. Remember when we talked about you putting twenty percent too soon. Then you go releasing too soon. You don't know timing. You didn't. You didn't wait and and wait until it was time to release it. Number one, you're out of sync with timing, and while you're out of sync with timing, you're still battling your emotions. That's louder than God. You're still battling your feelings because that has not been yet harnessed and checked. And Let, when let's it talk has about that too, let's get to that piece okay. too. That feeling. Because, go ahead. Because, I'm sorry. If that, if that feeling piece hasn't been harnessed, if it hasn't been checked. It will get loud, and in getting loud, it will make you withdraw. And in your withdrawing, you go into a cave. Then now, all of a sudden, God, God will come to you and do like He did Elijah. What are you doing here? I didn't call you to a cave. I didn't call you to an introverted spirit. I didn't call you to be in here and stand offish. I called you to be in the hedges and the highways, but you can't be in the hedges and the highways if you're still trying to battle the hedge in here. Because now you done put up this guarded defense because why? You didn't check your emotional peace. And here's the thing. When the emotional peace isn't checked in the prophet, you look bipolar. Well, I know this is not a problem, mm -hmm. but let, let's look at Joseph because we, we know Joseph mm -hmm. was ha had a purpose on his life. Mm -hmm. But, you mm -hmm. know, one of the things that I find about him that I just love, yes, he went through some things and I mm -hmm. believe God was dealing with his emotional pieces inside of him. So when he got to the place where he can um, um provide comfort and safety to his family, that when he looked upon him, he didn't have that emotion of the hurt and the wound that was in him that he could not place them in Goshen where they needed to be. So uh -huh. I find him as a stable point when I really begin to look at emotion because Jonah was full of emotion and, and we, can, we can see that throughout the word. Jeremiah was emotional. We can see that throughout the word. Elijah was emotional. We can see, we, we, there's things that we can see. Moses was emotional. We can see those things. And when we go and we begin to really look at those prophets and we see those emotional pieces, we then begin to see um, um, hurt, the hurt come in. Mm -hmm. And we begin to then see a stagnation um, or a, 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 a tweeting or them trying to tweet the, the purpose of what God wanted to have done. Now, now here's the thing, Apostle, you, you're saying a whole lot here. You, you, you're really saying a whole lot about this emotion piece because the emotion piece makes it look like you have a battered syndrome complex. And it's yes. a self-inflicted wound because you didn't check your emotions. Why then does my emotions run wild in the prophetic? Why is it that the prophet has this sensitive side to them? Because now that I look back at it, Apostle, I was real sensitive growing up. And I was real defensive growing up. And it made me combative. And I didn't realize that I was being combative. It made me take certain stance and certain positions. And, and here's the thing. When God said he would harden you, harden your face like Flint to where you wouldn't be moved against them, it had nothing to do with emotion. It was more about a stance and my confidence in God. But I'm feeling emotion because I never checked the trauma in here. My right. emotions are all over the place because I never checked my own trauma. 
I never process my own trauma through. Why? Because processing your own trauma and you exposing yourself before people make you look weak. That's and, a pride. And you, gotta, mm -hmm. and you gotta deal with you. You really gotta look at the real you. Um, I know growing up in ministry, you mm -hmm. know, there I had a special place. Um that I used to go to, you know, I grew up Baptist, but we had a, a big parking lot and I used to just, you know, not a big, but we had a parking lot. And when I needed to deal with me, I'm mm -hmm. not talking about anybody else, but when I needed to deal with me, God would send me to this parking lot mm -hmm. and I was sitting mm -hmm. in my car in the parking lot on the church and God mm -hmm. will begin to show me me. And mm -hmm. I had to begin to deal with those things that was hard for me to look at because I couldn't go forward in the prophetic and do ministry, trying to minister out of a wounded, out of a battered spirit. So mm -hmm. when I, I had to look at that and say, where you got to be honest with yourself, where did this rejection come from? Mm -hmm. Did it come from me being adopted? Did it come mm -hmm. from me being sexually abused? Did mm -hmm. it come from me failing a grade in school? Did it come mm -hmm. from people teasing me? I mean, you mm -hmm. really got to look at that. And then you got to look at, has it happened with anyone else in my family? Mm -hmm. Is Not this a generational thing that I received? Oh, 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 you, you, you see, 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 that's the problem with you, Apostle. See, that's the problem with you. You, you didn't open this door up. So now you trying to tell me that the prophet can be prophesying and have generational curses operating on the inside of them. And it's bad when you got generational stuff operating on the inside of you. And yet you're trying to release a prophetic stream. So you haven't checked the generational stuff because, that's on the inside of you. Because it's still a gift. Because the, the prophetic is still a gift. The prophet is still a gift. The uh -huh. apostle is still a gift. It's, and we don't look at that. They are uh -huh. gifts. They are ascension gifts that God gave to the body of Christ. And he gave them whether you sin or not sin. Because uh -huh. gifts and callings come without oh, repentance. Without. So mm -hmm. I can operate and have a generational curse operating up on the inside of me mm -hmm. and still prophesy, but yet be suicidal at the same time. But see, that's what that's what we're coming after. That's one of the pitfalls. You can be public successes, but private failures. And in the private life of the prophet, the prophet is str struggling with emotionalism. You're struggling with, with, with mindset, things that are tearing you down on the inside that why? Because you don't want to be exposed, but you want to be the exposer and not the not the one being exposed. And in order in this season, one thing I learned down through the years about prophetic ministry is I had to be willing to allow God to expose me. Yeah. And, 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 and trust that when he exposes me, that he's not going to kill me or inflict right. me. But if a wound did come, it was for my growth and for my for my for my learning, for my maturity sake. And see, this is the problem that a lot of prophets are running into. I want to deal with the prophet that has a sound gift. But you're struggling with the leadership. You're struggling with that pastor. You're struggling with that said administration because each time you go to that pastor, they're telling you to sit down, shut up, and be quiet. And you've been in I this for 30-some years. 
You've been in I this ministry that. 10 years and they should know who you are by now. And yet you are still struggling. I submit to you that there's a piece in you that's battling love. I submit to you, you still wrestling with on how to be loved. And right. I promise you that that's where it comes from. There are things inside of me where now most people wouldn't know that if I didn't tell you my biological mother tried to kill me. You wouldn't know that my biological father rejected me. I, he was my, I, he was raised as my brother. I was raised beside him as if he was my brother and didn't know he was my father until I was about eight to 10 years old. That is when I discovered that he was actually my biological father. All right. You wouldn't know the trauma that has been growing up inside of me all of these years. But here's the thing. If I'm going to be effective in ministry, and Paul said what? I became all things to all men that I might gain some to Christ. If I'm going to be effective that I can fulfill that part of the scripture that become all things to Christ, I then got to learn how to check what's inside of me and put in it put it in perspective so that when I deliver the word of God, I'm not delivering the word of God out of emotionalism. Then it takes That's me into it. charisma. And now I'm not char charming people. People with enticing words. See, there you go. Because I'm gifted doesn't make me a performer. And, and see, right. I, I have to learn. I had to learn that I had to check me in order for God to come out so none of Lorenzo show up in his mix. So none of my flesh shows up in his mix. God could give you a word of chastisement, a, a word of correction for a house as a prophet, you get this word. You would take the word beyond beyond where it needs to be if you hadn't checked your emotions. Take Moses, for example. At one point, God did call the people stiff-necked. God did call the people rebellious at one point. But at this particular point, when God told him to speak to the rock, God had not labeled the people stiff-necked. God had not labeled the people rebellious. And he wanted to take his emotion and make it God. When that stuff hasn't been checked in you, it could cost you your kingdom. It could cost well, you your purpose. It could cost you your anointing. Well, the thing about it is God called him in. God didn't tell Moses he had the right to call him in. You got to know what mouth that you're speaking out of. Say so, that again. What mouth? <laughs> talk, talk to me about two mouths. Talk to me about two mouths. Come on now. You know, because a lot of times we don't realize that we have we have a double mouth, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, and that's when we begin to speak um, our, our, our will instead of God's will. And we will call it God. But it is not God. But that's when the prophet becomes abusive. And the yes. prophet don't realize that's when you become the abuser and you become the afflicted because now you're trying to make your sentiment and your emotion the word of God. When he said, don't add to it or don't take from it. And now you're adding you into the mix and you want God to validate and sanction and authorize what you're saying. Now, because the people came against you doesn't mean that God going to destroy. Them. So, you know, let, let, let's 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 go back a little bit for me. Mm -hmm. So because you said a couple things that I wanted. One of the things that you when you were talking, I heard the word pride come up mm -hmm. and you didn't say it, but I heard the word pride because. Mm -hmm. If you ever look at a prophet or somebody you receive counsel from a father in ministry and they mm -hmm. tell you, you know what, you're hurting. And you go, I'm not hurting. No, I'm not hurting. I, you know, you know, or my pastor used to say to me, 
hurting people hurt people. Uh -huh. I used to argue with that all the time. I could not understand it. I said, how am hurting people? Because when I minister, I, this is me talking. I don't mm -hmm. minister out of my hurt. I minister God. You know, uh, you know, my mouth becomes God. And, so you and that's, mm -hmm. so that's what I, I mean, this is how I really felt. And I kept, and I felt mm -hmm. this way for a long, long mm -hmm. time that they, that, that statement's not a true statement because, um, I could be hurting, but when I get up and speak, it is his word that comes out of me. But we don't realize that. And even in, in John 17, when Jesus talks about in the scripture, Father, make us one. We don't realize how mm -hmm. we begin to wrap our emotions around God's word. Because one of the things I know about a prophet, when I feel what God is saying to me, uh, as I was growing up, uh, if God was crying, I would cry. Mm -hmm, if God mm -hmm. was laughing, I would laugh. I was laughing. Mm -hmm. If God would tell me this is way or show me, because I would see him. I'm see. So I would see mm -hmm. him ministering something, and I would minister in the same exact vein. Mm -hmm. So. But when someone begins to come and tells me that you know you're hurting and you need to get delivered and you need to get healed, pride would rise up on me. I'm not talking about anybody else right now. I'm mm -hmm. talking about me. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Pride would rise up on me and pride would speak. I, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not that. That's why mm -hmm. those moments for me at the church in the car meant a lot to me mm -hmm. because God began to strip me and God will begin to show me, no, you got hurt up inside of you. You got anxiety, resentment up inside of you. You have, you looking for a father. Your father's always on the road, always fighting the mm -hmm. mistake that say you don't mm -hmm. see that. And you got all this up inside of you. And I want you to deal with it before you talk to my people. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you don't check it, like say, when they came to you and said, hey, you hurting right now. And the moment you said, no, I'm not. I'm all I'm all right. That's your defense. What attitude? You put a defense up and not just not just an attitude and a defense. Now you feel like you got to make a statement to show your point and show your side and defend yourself. Now, not only have you got out of place with God and out of alignment, the Bible says he is my keeper. He is my safety. He is the one that's supposed to be protecting me. Now you done took his place in your life to where you become the keeper and you got to be the safety. Now you feel you got a side you got to defend. Now you feel you got a point you got to prove because the moment somebody sees you hurt, you didn't equate it in your mind that they see you weak and out of alignment. And then you got to live up to that. You got to live up to the image that you have portrayed. Now, I'm talking about hurting. Then you start uh -huh. dressing like you okay. You start, uh -huh. you know, you take on this whole facade, not just internal, but it was just all false and uh -huh. external. And you want to prove your point that you are all right knowing real knowing a reality that you the truth is you hurt you wounded you need to get healed and you uh -huh. need to sit down until you can admit what's going on inside of you but now let me show you something else that you do when you do that you open up doors in your stream mm 
And what I mean by you open up doors yes. in your screen, you get the seat permission to attach itself to you. Yes. So all of a sudden, whereas you may not have been doing crooked stuff or acting sneaky, now you find yourself manipulating situations to keep your to keep your guard and to keep you covered so that nobody will realize you are hurting, that you do need to be healing. Because in other words, you don't want people to see you as the message. You want to be able to preach a message that you don't realize that you are the message. Message. And in being the message, you got to set in a place until you heal so that you can so that you can deliver healing to people. But you got to be willing to face yourself. And, and then not only will you open this door up in your prophetic stream, were you accepting deceit? You're accepting deception. You done took on these traits. Now you done put layers. Yes. You're adding layers to stuff that should have never been layered had you just faced it and confronted it and stopped suppressing it. Because the next situation you get into, it ain't the, the person can come against you or the pastor can say something to you that has really nothing to do with what's really going on and you will pop off. You will jump off. You will Copy. get an attitude. And, and you be trying to, in the past, be trying to figure out, where is this coming from? I didn't mean that. You didn't read something into, into the message. This is where the prophet's vision gets distorted. Let, let, this let, is where let, the let, message... Go ahead, woman of God. Let me tell you what, what has happened. And I'm going to mm -hmm. try to do this very carefully. Mm -hmm. my, my apostle, Apostle Betty C. Phillips, I watched her as mm -hmm. I was growing. I wasn't an apostle then. I watched her um, get to the point that was so profound with people who were hurting in ministry or they said they were over something and they were ready to go forward. And, um, I, and, and she knew that they weren't, mm -hmm. she knew this thing still needed to be dealt with. So mm -hmm. I watched her go after it and someone until that person just began to break and mm -hmm. she did it. It was privately, wasn't publicly. And it was to the point that she would just say some stuff in the person until the until she hit it. And then mm -hmm. what was in the core of it manifested itself and opened it up for um for deliverance to take place. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. prophets and prophetic people need to get delivered. Yes, they do. So I'm saying that is that. Amen. We froze up there for a second. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, the devil is alive. We go look. We're gonna get this. What uh, uh, saints of God? This teaching is going to come forth. The apostle be right back in. Shortly there. Now you stopped at that point because this was getting good. What she you said the apostle went after it. she she's dealt with it until it manifested the core. That's where you stopped at. So come on, come and on. then we, when we, she we began to deal with it, the person broke and was open for deliverance. Because a lot of times we say that we don't think because you're an apostle, prophet, evangelist, we don't think this because you got a ministry title on you that you don't need deliverance. But this thing when my pastor, my apostle did it, it unwound itself. 
she wasn't even an apostle at that mm -hmm. point either. But it well that mm -hmm. we were able to go after it, and as we got went after it, we begin to see God do some great things because the mm -hmm. person could not minister effectively because she didn't even realize that what was in her, what was present, she didn't think no one saw it. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. That's that's the thing with the prophet. You don't think nobody else see you just like you can see people. People can see you and people can discern when you're hurting. When we when when prophets hurt. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to talk about me. I'm not going to talk because I'm, I'm a prophet all day long. I'm going to talk about me. When I went through hurting stages, I ministered from that hurt. I Here's the thing. I was guarded. I had my defenses up. The least little thing somebody say to me, I was snappy. I, I had all these different things going on inside of me. Yet, even though I'm hearing from God, and I never forget one day, Apostle, I got up to minister and I was at a church and somebody's member, they did something innocent and I snapped at them. I went off on them. When the pastor came out that the member was up there, Pastor, I'm sorry, I did drop it. And I, da, 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 da. But I ate them up. I had ate them up so bad. When I got up to minister, the Holy Ghost said these words to me, look at yourself. Look at you. And I'm up there. What you mean? Oh, look at myself. Now I'm about to preach. He said, look at yourself. You so hurt to where you don't realize you're inflicting wounds on my sheep. You don't realize now that you are the abuser. An innocent situation yes. out of your hurt. You made it something that it was not. And I said, well, Lord, why you let me do this? Why you let me get to this point? And God said, because now is the time I can deal with you. Your guards are finally down to where you wouldn't even, you wouldn't reject my counsel. Had I dealt with you, then you would have rebuked the, you would have rebuked the thought and said that ain't God. You, you know what? You are absolutely right. Because there's at times when that had happened to me that I was at that place and God spoke, but then God mm -hmm. would say to me now minister through this. And that's and see, that was the part, because then I called that person up and I had to repent. But at the same time, I then had to expose myself to people and start confessing out the stuff that I had silenced within me that I had pressed down in me. It created a greater deliverance in the midst of the church, because then I was able to get other people to come up and start confessing what they were holding. Exactly. Down. Exactly. Exactly. So, yes. 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 All things work together for the good. So, so you know, mm -hmm. you know, let, 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 cause that's a two way thing. Cause it's happened to yes. you both ends yes. where you had to do that. And then a the whole church and then a deliverance and a healing begins to break out in the ministry. But then let's look at the prophet. Amen. Is dealing with something, has mm -hmm. an assignment, the prophet, apostle, whatever, the, the prophet's a pastor. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're mm -hmm. getting up there and they ministering. And you know that someone in your congregation, we're going to be. Has, let's go there. Mm -hmm. Let's just be real, right? Let's go there. Let's There's, go there. Because we all got them folk in our church. We all got them folk in. Someone, not, and you know what? Thank you, Lord. He said, don't say our church. He said, in your life. We right. all got those people in our life. Come on. So mm -hmm. you're sitting there. And they, you, you, you know, as if you're uh, in ministry, people walk out on you. 
people talk about you um people um will um they'll facebook about you i mean i'm just telling you they'll, they'll, Come they'll on. Do this. Come and on. those re those things bring hurt uh-huh you know and yes we gotta look at them and we gotta look at you know i'm at this point now it's all working together for my good uh -huh. but i also know that i have to be realistic and i might have to walk through it knowing it's working out for my good but then i gotta deal with the the uh, my emotions and my feelings even though i know it's working out for my good because mm -hmm. what we have done is that we have put religious language Come we on. have put scripture on top of all of it but, mm -hmm. but we haven't dealt with what was really going on in the inside of us can can we go on and go there apostle let's 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 just go there let's just go there right there we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break this segment by segment by segment down the first thing is you like you said we put scripture on it there came a time when god told ezekiel to do something when he told him to eat the roll eat he the roll. said that it was what to his mouth sweet it, it, yeah it was sweet but how was it to his belly bitter here's the thing when we get into situations that we haven't processed or we haven't been processed in you know folks gonna facebook you you know folks gonna talk about you because the first thing we're gonna do here's us putting the scripture to it they talked about jesus and then you know we'll get real religious sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me you line wonder words do hurt actions of people do hurt you yes, got the face. it hurts yes. it hurts for you to be That's rejected it hurts for people to come against you it hurts you when people talk about you the problem is you, yes. you here's the thing it only hurts you because you heard it it only hurts you because you let what was out there get in here. And when it got in there, you then began to change. You then began to change in your function. You change your stand. You change your position. You change. It changed you. Why? Why is people's words having that much effect on you? Why is it that their words can get you out of your consecrated place? Can, can I mess with everybody today? I found Go something ahead. out about me, Apostle. The reason why those people's words were able to affect me, because in my mind, it affected my power and my affluence in their life. And the moment yes. I can't have an if come out, it affected my power and my affluence in their life to no longer where I could sway them or manipulate them. It was it's a it's a form of control. And we have to be, we have to be settled and, and, we, and you know, so you used the term being settled. Real, we being real yeah, right we now. Being real because it only hurt me because now I don't have a place of influence in your life. I don't have a place of respect in your life. And because I don't have that place of power in your life, your words affected me. I'm being real. Prophet Green, when I used to hear other preachers talk, talk about me and they dogged me out, it bothered me. And it would bother me. And I asked God, I said, well, why is this so bothering me? Why I can't shake this? And the Lord said, because you don't have a place of power in their life. You don't have a place of confidence in their life. I said, well, why do I want to have a place of confidence in their life? He said, to be effective in ministry, you must always have a place of confidence with people. 
And when you start operating beyond those, beyond that place of confidence with people and, and people don't have a confidence in you, it's going to bother you emotionally. No matter how we sit there and try to say uh, it don't bother me, it does bother you. And you got to face it. But now here's the thing. This is something else my late senior pastor used to say, Apostle. Are you there with me or are you froze? Oh, look like the apostle and froze on us again. This is something my late senior pastor used to say to me. He used to say these words. He says, son, let the people talk. Just whatever the people are saying, don't let it be the truth to the place in yourself. You realize you can outlive a lie. That's what he used to tell us. You can outlive a lie. He said, as long as what the people are saying has no truth in it, then you can outlive that lie. He said, but if what they're saying has truth in it, then you need to submit to it, repent for it, own it, and correct it. That's why we get so emotionally bothered, because we don't want to own the mess that, that people's comments reveal about us. So if they're talking, then let what they say be a lie. But if it's got truth to it, own that part. Repent for it. Make the means. And I'm you, not saying repent just know, to God. Repent to the person. You know, one of the things I've learned, um, I've learned just to really deal with deal with truth. The best thing to do is deal with truth. And um, when something I've done, even as a minister, as a pastor, as a leader, um, as an apostle, I, 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 I will just bring that to the front uh -huh. and, and deal with those things. Truth is powerful. It and I'm going to go back, not even dealing with the prophetic, the prophetic mm -hmm. piece, but I remember as a pastor, I remember when my daughter got pregnant when she was in high school. Mm -hmm. Here I am, prophet, able to see it in everybody else's life. Here it is. I'm not able to see what is going on in my own family. Prophesying mm -hmm. to everyone else. God did not show me. And I, you know, and I had to deal with that wound as a prophet. Mm -hmm. I had to deal with my daughter in her last year of high school, got pregnant, concealed it till about five, six months of her pregnancy. Because mm -hmm. she ran track. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, God, I was embarrassed. I was hurt, I was wounded, and it really was about me. Now it, tell me why you was embarrassed. Well, let, let, let me, let me. so I was wounded, because mm -hmm. it was about mm -hmm. me. It was about mm -hmm. what are they going to say about the ministry? Pride. What are they mm -hmm. gonna say about me? Image. What are they gonna say about me prophesying to everybody else? Mm -hmm. And here it is, my own household is not being Ooh. run well. Ooh, come on. And, I had to deal with that. And mm -hmm. what what God did to me, did for me, is God told me, I'll, I'll never forget this. He said, expose it before the world exposes it. Say it again. He told me to expose it before the world exposes it. Because so, they can't tell your story like you can. Come on. So what we did is, mm -hmm. number one, the first thing I did is I called every leader in our valley. Mm -hmm. every pastor and I got on the phone with every pastor and I said I want you to know you're going to hear this and it's true mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. want, one of the things I'm going to say to you is just, just pray for us 
Because stuff went in my mind that was not God. I'm going to just tell mm-hmm. you, just say it like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then that Sunday morning, I stood up with my husband, pastors. We stood up in front of the congregation, pulled my son up, pulled mm-hmm. my daughter up as a unit, as a family. Mm-hmm. And we told them what was going on. And mm-hmm. we confessed that thing. We repented. And it, my whole, our whole church like broke out in revival in that season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because people that had secrets in their families now begin to expose them. And healing begin to come. All different ways. After we testified that people who had abortions, they came forward. It, it was just unbelievable. And then what it did is it took the power out of the enemy's hands. So the enemy could not use something that we had already disclosed. And and I'm telling you, so I could not hurt no more. I was hurting. I mm-hmm. she, she was guilty. I was hurting because I had an embarrassment that came upon me. And I was like, do we shut the doors? And listen, saints, I'm gonna tell you honestly, what came in my mind and ways what to do was not mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Because, because, because I wanted to do everything in me, mm-hmm. uh, Prophet Green, to conceal. I wanted first. I wanted to conceal the. I wanted the secret to stay concealed. I didn't want no one to know that this had happened. Oh, oh, no ooh, one. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I, I'm be, I'm a pastor, y'all. I wanted to send her away. Number one, y'all don't hear me. Now, see, not not the apostle can't catch this, catch this, catch this. The Bible says God made an open show of the devil. He made an open show of the things of the kingdom. Satan wants to conceal, whereas God says expose. I, I, and he- I had I had pastor friends, so, and I'm being truthful. Oh Lord mm-hmm. Jesus, I'm exclusive. Mm-hmm. Saying to me, you. You know, you know, we can send her away to get this taken care of and bring her back. An abortion, yeah, and, and they, they won't know that they won't know that it. But here's the th- that's not godly counsel. I was like, I'm gonna send her away and let her have a baby and then bring her back and just put the baby up for adoption. I'm not. I'm just saying things came in my mind that were so um so Hideous. crazy, but uh-huh. all of those things came. Because I got hurt. Uh-huh. When I got hurt by the information, it I could not. Up. I could not think. The hurt consumed my heart. The hurt consumed my mind. It consumed my thoughts. And it wasn't until God had to take me and God had to deliver me out of that mindset. But that's the prophet. That's the hurting prophet right there in a nutshell. Because you're now trying to hide. You're now trying to run. You're now trying to minister, but you're ministering from a place of guilt and shame. You're ministering from a place of hurt. You're ministering because now you feel like you don't have an image because your reputation has been torn up. Why? Because you feel like you're going to lose ground in people's eyes if the mess lays at your front door. And God is saying, I need you to expose it because I got need for it. I got need for that mess. I got need for that junk. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will do what? He will do what? He will lead us and guide us and direct us through them all. He'll get us through all of them. And and, and when I did that, you got to realize it was a repentance. 
So everything I have done now has been exposed. So the enemy, that hurt could not, that hurt had to go. It Once to I go. did that, what the hurt was, there, it, it was, it was like God put his hand in my heart and he pulled that hurt right out of it. And, and look at here. There was no more shame because now you see ministry. There was yes. no more guilt because now you see God. There was no more tarnishing of character because now you see the work and all things work together. And let me tell you this other piece because I'm out here now. Let me just get, get some stuff out. Mm -hmm. because, because also then what happened is that we were wounded and hurt. Now I had to work on her getting healed. Mm -hmm. So we did mm -hmm. that. I'm a prophet. Mm -hmm. So here we are now, and, and, and so they're like, well, what are we going to do? We're going to do a baby shower? Now, I'm going to speak some things that people may disagree with. And I, I was like, no, we're not doing anything for her. She, you know, she did this. She's not married. You know, we're not doing anything. God, oh, came, Come on. Uh -huh. God came into my home and rebuked me terribly. Come on. Mm-hmm. God said to me, every time you sin, did I not restore you? Every time uh, 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 this happened, did I not come to your rescue? Did I stop showering you with my favor when you repented? Mm -hmm. God began to show me that she has repented. Her heart was right. And God said, who are you to withhold and hold something against somebody? We hold it against them because we still got evidence of the sin. Say that part again because we, we still hold got it what? Them because we got evidence of the sin. And that's old Pentecostal teachers. That's the old school. So God because told old me school said that, shown. God said that baby got nothing to do with this. Mm -hmm. He said that baby would not have been there if I did not allow this to happen. We went and we did a, a different kind of shower. We had to mm -hmm. speak words of wisdom. We prayed. We laughed. We did some things on her. But we 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 had to bring the healing because I'm telling you, when a prophet gets hurt as a thing, when your children get hurt, you get hurt. And then you mm -hmm. got to minister when your children are hurt. Y'all see, people don't really want to hear that. You talk on, about family, you get hurt. But you got to get to the place where it no longer controls you. Your hurt cannot control you. You got to deal with it. You got to confront it so that you can get free, that you can be set free, that you can do be the ministry. So when someone brings something up in your face, guess what? It it it, it, it may it's not it may be a fact, but it ain't the truth because the truth of it set me free. Because here's the thing. God took the sting out of the blow. He took the he took the hurt out of the blow. It's real. It's the truth. Yes, I I used to when, here, here, I, I remember one time I taught a course in my church in Columbus, and I taught a course on forgiveness. And I said, "What do you do when the statement is true?" I said, "You submit to it. You submit to it." You own it and you ask for forgiveness. Yes. I yes. said, once you submit to it, you own it and you ask for forgiveness. It takes away the it takes away the condemnation. Once the condemnation yes, is gone, then grace then grace can usher in. Grace can kick in. Then the other fruits of the spirit can show up. Long suffering, patience, forgiveness, forbearing one another. I'm saying this, Apostle, because I can testify to where you are. I can testify to 
all of those different dynamics. But as you were talking, I know everybody probably didn't seen the Ten Commandments. There came a time when Moses' mother had had him, and the king wanted to kill all the, the babies. Yes. They put him in this basket to conceal him. Yes. The prophetic can never be concealed. Never. The prophetic can never be concealed. Nothing about the prophetic can be concealed. She put him in the river, but Miriam watched to find out who was going to get it. And when she saw Pharaoh's daughter had rescued him, she went and told her mama. What I'm trying to get folks to realize is this. You can never hide dirt in the prophetic. The prophetic is always going to be found and be revealed. It's going to be found and be revealed. God is always going to open. If you're operating in prophetic, you cannot operate in hurt because God's going to open that hurt up. He's going to open yes. up whatever you, whatever state you're in. He's going to open it up just to keep the channels the, the, the channel is clear because you couldn't be prophetic and be sneaky. You couldn't be prophetic and have cruel intentions in your heart. You couldn't be prophetic with a contaminated mind. So God then had to open it up. He'll open up anything in the prophetic. If you are a prophetic individual and you're listening to me right now, I want you to know that God is going to open you up. That wound has to be exposed. Nothing hidden can be healed. And in this hour, God wants prophets to be healed because he's tired of you flowing out of the pitfall. In other words, when you're flowing out of the pitfall, you're trying to prophesy from a fire. It may not be consuming you, but it's burning you like hell. And God is saying, I got to get the rage out of my prophets. Yeah. I got to get the hurt out. It's got to be open. And we got to, and we got to put that, you got to put down the pride, all those things, because you know what? The truth of it is, mm -hmm. why do you want to do ministry anyway? Why? So you know, I, I had to really ask myself that question. Mm -hmm. You know, why do you want to do ministry? Because there's so much that is going on today, Prophet Green. Mm -hmm. There's so much with the hype and, and the fanfare and um, the the logos, the pictures, the you know, the branding and everything. But, that but, is but here's the thing. Here's the thing to that apostle. People don't realize that being in ministry is a responsibility. It's a pressure that you can't explain because the moment your character's messed up, you got to fight like hell to get it fixed. And, and, and I'm talking about fight. You and may have right. to and see most people see. See, I, I want to talk about the prophet that's 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 on here now. that's still facing suicide on the inside. Now, that's the prophet I was because I'm they the hurt. Mighty, and I'm, I'm going to expose it. I'm going to talk about a side of me that that most people don't know. When I was about 18, 19, just had got married, I contemplated suicide for two and a half years. I contemplated suicide because I felt like I had my image had been gone because I went through this crazy marriage. All these lies then got out on me. Everybody in my family that turned against me, the people in the church that I was prophesying that God gave them homes and God gave them cars. God healed their bodies. God worked miracle. God gave counsel through me to get people out of jail, to keep people from going to jail, to keep all these different things. Now, all these people are looking at me and they're, con they're coming against me. They're critical. I wanted to die. I prayed for death. 
I want, you know what kept me from committing suicide? Because I kept telling myself I don't want to go to hell, but I didn't want to live in what I was going through now. I, I remember going to a service one night and I was in Camilla, Georgia. Um, my friend, Apostle Tim Miller's church, my brother, the doctor. Uh, and he had a, a guest prophet to come in that particular night. He wanted me to come to the church so bad. He said, prophet, I need you to be there. I need you to be there. Now, in me, I ain't feeling no church. I ain't feeling none of this. But I still got this image. I'm Prophet Green. So I showed up. And when, when I stepped in the pulpit, I'll never forget it. The man was about to preach. He stopped. He said, Prophet, the Lord said, don't give up. You calling for death. You want to die. No, you cannot die. And he stopped and he said, why? He, he said, wait a minute. And that's just how he did. He said, wait a minute. Like he shook. Some, he said, you a prophet. Man, why you want to die? And I, it was at that moment I could have said, you missing it. But I heard the Lord, the spirit of the Lord say, just be real. Tell it. I stood right there in front of the whole church and started telling him what, where I was, what I was going through, how hurt I felt, how rejected I feel, how abandoned. I said the greatest thing I told him, the greatest thing for me was I felt abandoned by the folk that I was once praying for. And when he got through ministering to me, and here's the part that he, he ministered to me from. He said, here's, here's the problem with you. God shattered your ego. And when he said to me, God shattered your ego, apostle, he said, God shattered ego. And I mean, I still mean I don't have no ego. When I look back at it, apostle, I was full of ego. He said, and that's what God is shattering, your ego. God will open you up and expose things about you. That he wants yeah. to see destroyed. Yes. That's what happened. He shattered God. He said, God shattered your ego. The moment he said that, and I finally accepted it within seconds of him saying it, I questioned it. But then when I embraced it, a deliverance broke out in me. Let, let, let me say I this to you, Prophet Green. I mm -hmm. truly believe prophetic people, I'm talking about true prophetic people that are apostolic mm -hmm. prophetic people, especially the prophets. I believe there's a place in them that will the enemy will try to push them to um, basically losing their minds. Uh -huh. um, I've, I've, you know, God has been faithful. He's been a keeper to me, you know, mm -hmm. um, as a prophet, I, I, I didn't just think about committing suicide. I've tried to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, an overdose slice and wrist. I've done it. I've done it, but God has mm -hmm. kept me. Mm -hmm. I remember, stomach being pumped. I remember my dad running to them and I remember having a conversation with me. Um, if you die, Misty, life moves on. Mm -hmm. I was mm -hmm. married, everything. And, and most of my hurt came from um, feeling that I wasn't loved. And, and I came to church and I wanted love in the church. But then when I start seeing that you didn't always receive love inside the church, especially mm -hmm. in ministry. When I start doing ministry, mm -hmm. it got greater um, mm -hmm. because there was a more of a loneliness for me when I've all, mm -hmm. when I wanted um, companion, um, you know, some friends or someone mm -hmm. inside the mm -hmm. church. 
So I know that God is a healer, but I know that if you don't deal with the, the hurt, the void, the empty spots that is in you, I'm blessed. God kept me. There's mm-hmm. many people who are not being kept today, but mm-hmm. I'm blessed that God kept me and he renewed my mind. In that season, I was on medication. I'm being very mm-hmm. transparent. I was on mm-hmm. medication. Um, I was seeing a psychiatrist. I I, I was in doing ministry, doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Doing ministry. I was mm-hmm. I was doing all that, you know, mm-hmm. and and um, but it was in the midst of that, that I had a a powerful encounter with God and Mm -hmm. God had to show me me again. There you go. He had to show me in the scripture that he used was that you are accepted in the beloved. He had to show me that you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made because you got a title and because you are a prophet, people don't realize that you may be fighting image. That you mm-hmm. may be, you know, fighting still. You don't have a relationship with your mama. You don't have a relationship mm-hmm. with your daddy. But yet, God, you got me um, ministering to the masses and don't understand that they're going home and they're so hurt and they're wounded. But I want to say today, uh, Prophet Green, that we need to give God the hurt parts of us. Amen. We need to stop trying to fix it all up and let God fix us. Let mm-hmm. God heal us. And, Amen. And, and, and you got to have a prayer life. Mm-hmm. You got to have a prayer life. You got to be accountable to somebody. You got to, you need a, someone that's going to tell you the truth and someone that's going to have be able to do long suffering. Because one of the things as a prophet, prophets mm-hmm. don't have much of a long suffering with people. But, but yet l- there are people to suffer along with them. And, and that's the thing, right? That's the thing right there, Apostle. Most prophets don't understand the isolating, lonely peace that comes after you hurt. Prophets already are misunderstood by, by, by the nature of the spirit because of the peculiarness that operates with them. But there's a lonely peace that comes in there. Yes. And when you start feeling abandoned by people, you can be in the midst of a crowd and still feel lonely because there's a disconnect. You don't feel no connections with nobody. You got right. all the TC. Here's the thing. When, yeah. when God told Elijah, I still got 6,000 in a cave that have not bowed. It wasn't that Elijah was never aware of the 6,000. It was in his lonely state. He had no connection with the 6,000. No and connection. He had no connection. And when there is no connection, believe it or not, there is no strength. That's why the scripture says, forsake not the assembling together of yourselves. Uh, for as often as you do so, you gain strength. And see, that's the problem with the prophet. We get disconnected in our hurts. We're already caused to live an isolated life, even though we may be living amongst people. We're yet isolated on the inside because the the isolation will validate the consecration. But the consecration still longs for a connection. And when you have no connection with people and you start feeling abandoned, people don't realize one of the greatest punishments that we have in the penitentiary system is they put them in isolation. Yeah, It's bad when you're living in isolation in the kingdom and you're in isolation in, in, in the prophetic. It does something to the mind. 
when they start isolating these powerful men, these mass murderers, these women that have done heinous things in society, they isolate them. Yeah. They ain't isolating them from safety. They're isolating them to break them down. Something snaps in the mind. How are you trying to minister from the prophetic from a snapped mind? From a broken mind, from a broken place. And see, that's what occurs when you're isolated and you feel abandoned, you feeling rejected, and you don't process it right. Something snaps in you. And not for most people, they'll get they, they will develop a renegade spirit and they'll go out and well, they rejected me, they don't understand me. But I promise you, you ministering from the snap. You rem- you're ministering from a broken place that God's hand ain't even touched yet. Is there and there's another force that's that's ministering to that because you're getting angry, you're getting bitter, you're feeling resentful, and you're feeling retaliatory. And let me show you the pride piece. The pride piece then shows up where you say, I'm gonna prove to them who I am. I'm gonna prove to them that the Lord, you don't have to prove nothing. You don't have to show nobody nothing. All that rises up. When you start ministering to God from that broke place that occurred from your isolation, from your it's, rejection. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a question came through on my, on my, someone texted me a question and mm-hmm. it says, I think that's why so many false prophets rose up during the pandemic, the isolation. The isolation. Because something breaks. I've, I've watched security guards tell me, you want to fix a child? You want to fix them? Put them in isolation for them. He said, but don't put them in there too long because at some point it'll start playing with the mind. Yes. And that's the problem. That's the problem with, 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 with saints. They, well, I ain't going to say saints. I'm going to say with prophets. If you, stay, if you stay in the hurt too long, something's going to break in you. Even David, even David knew when to give up the hurt. When he went in, when they told him that the that the that the that the baby had died, the Bible said he put away his his sackcloth and his, his actions. Prophets stay in that place of hurt too long. Come on, woman of God, there's a word there. Come on, bring it forth. Hit what hit your belly. Talk to me. No, I just saw, oh God, I just as you were speaking, as I heard this, I just saw um, the door to the mass shootings. Come on, come on, come on. I just mm-hmm. God. See the isolation, all that has been a trick mm-hmm. of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Because I saw them, I just saw them that I saw shootings and shootings and shootings. That mm-hmm. when people, were, because the enemy, I could, I could literally see the enemy talking in the minds mm-hmm. of people, because mm-hmm. some people just, um, just needed that time. You know, they needed to be around people. People, but when mm-hmm. you took that away from them, it was the, the thoughts, the imagination that begin to assume them, and many of them thought they were in games. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. I'm even seeing this thing that we have, I'm I'm seeing several things right now. Even when you look at our children, you see that all the um these games and these I don't know these games, these video games have become very intense in this moment. Mm-hmm. And God mm-hmm. said that has come out of the isolation that has mm-hmm. come. And that was not God, that's not God's intention. People did not um go away with him. 
They found mm-hmm. other ways to keep themselves entertained that were mm-hmm. outside God. But I, mm-hmm. I hear God saying that he's, he's, he's going to bring a healing to our land and he's going to bring a healing to our nation. But mm-hmm. but to be aware that there still is there still is the spirit in the land. There still is the spirit that is in the land and we need to go after that spirit. And we need to make sure I'm that we as the prophets, the, the prophets of God are not carrying that spirit. We need to make sure that we are allowing God to process us thoroughly to where we're not inadvertently carrying a spirit and something hasn't attached itself into our gifting because of our hurts. We have to make sure that that I'm, I'm going to use this as an example. And and, 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 and I know I'm probably going to get some feedback for saying it. Have you ever seen somebody that can sing so gifted and so well versed in music, but all at the same time you see a homosexual influence on their gifting? We have to be able to go deal with the influences that are showing up with the gifting. And if you don't deal with these rejectional pieces, it's going to bring a mental piece that's going to show up with an influence on your gifting. And we're coming after the influence. Because yeah. your gifting has already got an influence to where it's going to attract people, but I don't want I don't want familiar spirits attracting because of the influence of what's operating in you. You got familiar um, spirits that mm-hmm, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I have a lot of activity that is going. Go, mm-hmm. I just just being real with you. There's a um mm-hmm. right now. There's a lot of activity. The prophets are um. Some are just communicating with me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So something has hit. I need us just to tap into what is going on um, because we have something. As we were talking, something just got released in the at, in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want us, um, Prophet Green. I just need you to pray to just to hear the directions yeah, of what God is God is saying for us. Okay, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, bring us in alignment with your spirit and release the sound that needs to come into the earth realm that we need to release out over this airways. God, bring us into alignment. Open our ears to hear and let your counsel come forth out of our mouths, out of our hearts, out of our soul. Come forth. Bring us into alignment right now to what you're saying, your direction. You said the steps of a righteous man are so ordered by you. Now we command heaven's insight, heaven's insight to be released right now into the airways. Amen. What you received, Apostle, talk to me. You're muted in your sound, Apostle. Amen. I'm going to. Um, it sounds like I'm, your I'm, sound I'm, is. Yeah, you can go. you hear me? You can hear me. Amen. Prophet. Okay. Amen. I can hear you now. Mm-hmm. So I, I know there's several things that had happened in the spirit just now. And I, and I saw it and I, and I want to be sense. I want us to be sensitive um, to what God mm-hmm. is saying. So what I'm going to do is um, Prophet Nate. Um, just text me too. He felt something too. So we're going to bring him okay. on really quick that he can okay. share whatever the Lord is saying to him. But I saw something so big um, begin to happen. Um, I know God is in control, but there's some things that are going about ready to get released um, mm-hmm. in the earth. 
and some things that we can we can pray to be able to stop. It's not by coincidence that we are doing this topic and we and God took us um, this way when you start talking about isolation um, in different things. That's, that's the um, state of want, America. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yes. Yes, because uh -huh. God has been speaking to me. You have mm -hmm. something? Because I have, they're just talking to me just now. Yeah, God yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the state of in America where the spirit of isolation it it broke something in the mind of man, and when it broke this thing in the mind of man, it released this chaos that comes out. And when this chaos comes out, it comes out in violence. It comes out in a nation of mass destruction. And that's that's a prevalent spirit now that's in the land of America. So yeah, let's 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 deal with bring propaganda yeah, um, with the, because I, I've been telling because these last couple these last couple days, God has been really speaking to me concerning our nation. And one of the mm -hmm. things that I heard God talk about, amen, that he was going to cause the giant to go to sleep. He ah. said the giant was awake, but he was going to cause the giant to go to sleep. Amen. Prophet Nate. Amen. I was sharing with everyone. Amen. About um, some of the things that God was saying to me about the, the giant going to the bear going to sleep. That's what he actually said. The bear was going to sleep. But then I also heard the giant. But during this time, I saw I don't know if I can really say what I saw online, but um, um, I saw something big. Um, and I know you said you almost got hit. What happened to your prophet name? When you started speaking about isolation, um, I went into a vision. And in the vision, as you were talking, I was still in the vision, but I could still hear you. Um, and in the vision, I saw the minds of the people. And you suddenly said the state of America, um, mm -hmm. Prophet Green. Um, and it was like I saw this big, it was double door open, and the, the enemy kind of walked in and was playing with people's minds. And when I saw that, the Holy Spirit said to me, have you seen the amount of attacks in the United States over the last couple months or so? And he said, this is this is what's going on. This is why the attack is because of the isolation and there's a bit play on the mind. But then I saw something else happen that I am kind of hesitant on saying over this um, over this this. Let, here. Let, let, let me let me let me chime this in right here, Prophet Nate and, uh -huh. and to Apostle. Go ahead on and release what you're saying. And the reason why I'm saying to go ahead on and release what it's saying so that the record will show mm -hmm. that it was released on prophetic impact to the world. Release it. The record <laughs> needs to show. It may be sensitive, but the record needs to show it. Release it. I, I you know, I, I saw all this like pan, pandemonium take place. And that's occurring. No, it was it was different. No, me. no, 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 no. Follow what I'm saying when I say that's occurring. It's in okay. its birthing stages. All this delirium about what the the, the 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 uprising that took place at the Capitol. That's a foreshadow of what's getting ready to come into the realm, come into the land massively. It's just a beginning. It's like how can I put it? Hell is doing a test run on what it's about to do. Go ahead, Prophet Nate. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, that, that's basically what I had seen. It was as if people took to the street to let, for lack of better words. I, um, I saw, you know what? I saw gun. I saw guns in people's hands. That's mm -hmm. what I saw. 
Uh, um, and, yes. and, 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 I, I, and you know what the interesting thing is? Um, West Virginia just passed something. Um, boy, we really, we, we really, we, we're in here now, but West Virginia just passed something just now um, that if you able shake it up, it up, See, here's the thing. If you get your shot, you'll get a gun. There's a reason. But God's been speaking to me about some things that are about ready to happen. And um, I'm not ready to release those things yet. I just shared them with you. But there's just some things I'm not ready to release. Um, But I know that we as a prophetic people, we got to deal with that in the. And I know I know we're talking about hurting prophets. The prophets have to get over this piece of what we're dealing with so that we can speak as a unit. So we Mm -hmm. can speak as one as so we can speak as a whole. Um, Ooh. Mm. Mm. Jesus. The Bible says perilous times shall come. We're in They're a dangerous time. We're in a dangerous time now, but perilous They're- simply means I'm scared to step out my door because of what can happen the next second of me stepping outside that door. The saints have not yet begun to run into caves trying to hide, even though those times are coming. Um I really believe that God now is allowing the groans and the moans of the earth to come forth because it's time for the real manifestation of the sons of God to come into the earth realm and to sound the alarm. So for you all to be receiving and and I to receive and to, to see the state of America's mind, we're not just seeing America's mind, we're seeing the state of the world. We have not. Mm -hmm. There you go. See, we have not really seen uh, what they're what they're encountering in Israel and and, in Russia. And they walk out their doors over there and you could be hit by a bullet just from the fire that's going on. America hadn't seen it on that level. Just like I often tell people, we have demonic warfare, but we haven't seen demonic warfare like they do demonic warfare over in Africa and Haiti and all these different places. We have warfare. Mm-hmm. I just I just got a text that says there's a moaning in the spirit for the That's fathers it. of the ministries to rise up. I did I I did hear the groanings and travailings. Mm-hmm. I did hear that, but it, it it is time for us to truly rise up because mm-hmm. there's some things. See what we have not done in the church is that we have not prepared. We haven't been truthful. That's yeah. what I should say. We have not been truthful and we have not prepared. And we're trying to get people to fight principalities that can't even fight demons. Come on. That can't even fight um, darkness. And we're trying to bring them into other realms of the spirit. But see, here's the thing, Apostle. God told us to go ye out into this world, not go ye out into those worlds. And what I mean by that is, we're trying to battle in, in spirits and demons and all that. God told us to go ye out into this world and make men's disciples. 
The problem is we still have not went inside ourselves to conquer our own personal wars, our own personal hurdles. We can never be effective out there until we're effective in here in conquering. That's why I believe God has us dealing with these hurts, dealing with these idioms, because these are the things that hiccups and cause us to drop the ball, to drop, to, 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 to cause failures, to cause mishaps in the spirit. The Bible said that we have lay aside every weight and every sin that so of doeth easily beset us so that we can run this race with patience. It's time to lay some, some stuff aside, but the stuff that we don't lay aside, we need to deal with. We need to deal with. We need to deal with us. Where you at, Prophet? Come on. Unmute you know, it's kind of it, interesting because right now it's like all our screens are freezing. We're going yeah. in and out. And um, oh, uh, oh, God. We didn't tap in. We didn't tap in. We didn't tap in, woman of God. You know, um, you know, I keep hearing Daniel too. <laughs> okay, yeah. about to eat. About, about come on, talk to me. Daniel Nate. Too, let's get it. Let's no, get it. I was looking in my. Um, I kept hearing Daniel, so I was um, like running through my Bible trying to figure out where in Daniel he's talking about because. I, I thought it was Nebuchadnezzar, but there's something attached to that spirit and then chaos. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is yet. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out as we're speaking. Mm -hmm. Um see if God can give me a revelation. But um because I was looking at Daniel 5 20 through 22. Mm -hmm. Um Lord Jesus, we taking the people into the. I pray you you use that are online that you're listening to us. Amen. We're praying. Amen. Usually we don't do this online, but God is trying to. Um, he's speaking to us, and we want to heed to what God is saying. Amen. And we're just we want this conversation to be covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because we don't. I don't want to prematurely release anything that they're not ready for. Prophet Green. I know it's a because I had some visions last night and I had God was speaking to me last night and I know um I know I just know some stuff anyway so we need to probably um tie this up <laughs> amen um and we can have our talk behind the scenes not that leave everybody out but prophecy needs to be tried and um for us to release what we're hearing we want it to be tried and we want it to be judged mm -hmm. and um and um i believe that's what we need to do is but we are coming back tonight and we will be talking about um um the same subject about hurting prophets we we, we will deal with the dangers of isolation with the prophet though because there is there's a big danger in the midst of it um, when you begin to isolate yourself as a prophet and how you get wounded and why you isolate yourself. Um, prophet Green, um, um, Prophet Nate, do you have anything that you want to add to this conversation? All I want to say to the body is this. 
let God process you so that you are a complete work before the people. And, and I believe the transparency, all this that brought through the transparency, all that was God's intentions um, in this moment that we are in. But I know that we need to, as, as leaders in the body of Christ, we need to prepare our people. Um, we need to train our people. We need to use mm -hmm. great wisdom. But we want to be just as much as Issachar was, Issacharites. We need to understand our timings and our seasons and our time of our release in this season that we're in. And um, But Prophet Green, we can't have them fighting principalities when they have not even learned how to fight a demon. I know that's right. So we need to train a little bit on that. That's right. I'm getting yeah. um, some feedback here from, from, from some people of some it's things they saw when that, that they saw while we were talking and it Go coincides ahead. with the um with the pandemonium that you were speaking about how they was closed their eyes and they began to see people hurting other people with objects and stabbings and all of that so yes 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 mm. you know but you know but if we we have authority and we can pull in and we can pull down some things. And we even talked about even releasing Michael because I know one thing that God said is that there was things that were gonna to try to awaken and it was not their season for them uh -huh. to be awakened yet. So prematurely, uh -huh. um, the enemy will try to push us into a season prematurely in a time prematurely. Amen. Um, but that is not gonna happen on our watch because we're gonna intercede and we are going to pray because there's gonna be a great reversal and there is gonna be a reformation that is going to come. Um, I got God did speak to me this morning about there was gonna be a season of recovery all. So everything that you've lost, everything that's been held up, everything that has been stolen, God said there is gonna be a season of a recovery all because this is a season of, ex oh God. Mm -hmm. I, Mhm, mm mhm, mm mhm. Mm Come on. Come on, woman of God. Green. Um, amen. Bless you, everyone. Amen. So we just pray that God is just doing some doing some great things in your life. Join us tonight for the update. That's all I'm going to say. Join us tonight for the update. Amen. Don't want to abruptly cut anything off, but stay tuned for the update. And we pray that God um, will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or what we can ask for. Amen. So everyone be blessed. Amen. Of the Lord. Amen. We are signing out Prophet Green. Amen. Amen. Amen, Prophet um, Nate. We're signing out. You can stay in the back, the background. We Amen. got you. And um, Pastor we will talk. Misty Holmes Dorsey and Prophet Lorenzo Green would like to thank each one of you for tuning into Prophetic Impact. For updates, please subscribe to Prophetic Impact on Facebook and YouTube pages.